take a jam in Joe's garage His mama was screaming, turn it down We was playing the same old song in the afternoon And sometimes we were playing all night long It was all we knew and he <laughs> everybody it is january 26 here on fear and loathing and cinema podcast the only podcast where you love to hate movies and hate to love movies i don't know if that's true but we're just happy you're here on fear and loathing and cinema podcast it's brian kluger and i have a wonderful host panel here as always coming in who do i have here i have from denton texas the the Joe to my bug, Preston Barta. How are you? I'm good. In this film that we're going to discuss today, they say that beautiful things grow out of shit. I don't know if beautiful things grow out of this piece of shit. Damn! We're going to get into that. Also coming from Miami, the one lady who makes a garden out of the city of silver skyscrapers. Chelsea, Nicole, how are you? Was that a 9-11 joke? Uh, yes, never <laughs> forget it either. I was, was going to say I'm ready to smush and ask questions later and oh. really get into it. Dang, the, the puns are coming in uh, hardcore. Let's go to the head of the dad puns, Dan Moran in Austin, Texas. How are you? I'm doing good. I have no puns. I just wish that I was in a fumigated building whenever I was watching this. <laughs> uh, right, right. Uh, before we get into this movie, we're going to talk about which is Joe's apartment from 1996. The first ever movie MTV uh, made to the big screen. Before we get to this, I just want to say I love you all. Um And I have a very special relationship with Preston. And <laughs> I love waking up and getting text messages from Preston or messages from Preston and Preston. I woke up this morning and Preston messaged me. Uh, there's a movie coming out on arrow called behind covenant walls. And he just sends me the link and it's exploitation, So exploitation with nuns. And he goes, this looks like your kind of movie. And then he replies as if it were me. And he goes, Brian, Yep, own the DVD, favorite movie to watch on Sunday when people go to church. And he's not wrong. Um, <laughs> I have a collection of nunsploitation films. <laughs> I got into nunsploitation in college and I tried to find all the nunsploitation shit. And I'm very excited that this Arrow video is finally coming out. Uh, Preston knows me. <laughs> 
I had a feeling and yeah, I don't know if uh, the upcoming immaculate movie from neon starring Sydney Sweeney is going to be edgy enough for you now. I don't, I've seen some things. I've seen some things. Do is any of you know have seen Nunsploitation movies? Not like Sister Act or anything, but I mean if Sister <laughs> Act had like the orgy and shit, but have y'all ever seen Nunsploitation? No. No. I went to Catholic school. Oh. <laughs> so you Dan's ears perked up. <laughs> you participated. <laughs> so Preston, even you? I've never seen a nun version. I've seen some vinegar syndrome releases, but nothing of that caliber. None, none like the like. There's like exploitation. There's like Nazi exploitation stuff, right, like the right, Ilsa right. collection. But none of you have seen nun stuff. Oh my god! No, I was looking at the images on the back of that that disc that they're releasing, and it shows like a nun upside down with her underwear showing, and I'm like. This is Brian's gonna love this. <laughs> so very happy. Like certain things in life, when you see something, you think of me. Yeah. Some might Pretty be like Michael Jackson. Yeah, some might be incredibly amazing nunsploitation movies. And thank you, Preston. That made my morning. Yeah. Made my morning. I guess you could call this movie we're doing today, Joe's Apartment, Roach Exploitation or Bug Exploitation, which I think is actually a thing. Uh, but I'm very excited. I, I love this. Um, Joe, Joe's Apartment. Um, we're going to get into the question that we asked the internet. But first, I feel like news come out about movies. Um, the Oscar nominations were up, and I know everybody here... Um, has something to say about it. So, Dan, are you excited about the Oscar nominations? Are you disappointed? Are you just so psyched that your favorite movie of all time, uh, Oppenheimer, got uh, got got awarded or nominated? Well, the most, yeah. Oppenheimer's going to win probably everything it's up for. Pretty much, maybe it'll lose one or two, and I think it's deserved. I know, Brian, you disagree. But I was actually I was actually happy because I think the best picture nominees are actually good. I think it's a good, diverse little group of best picture nominees. I don't like Maestro. Yeah. Personally. Oh, yeah, I, I hate Maestro. That's the one I wish I could have punted off, but but it's not a bad, it's not a bad crop. And I think director's good. I'm glad Anatomy of a Fall and Past Lives are getting some love, like things that I didn't expect. Um, my biggest complaint in all honesty is I don't know how something like John wick chapter four doesn't get visual effects nomination or <laughs> production design. And I have no cinematography. Clue. Even if you hate asteroid city, I have no clue how that did not get production design or costumes or even cinematography. If it was on a short list, I don't know. Um, but I don't know who I would bump off. Like, I think all I'm I'm not one of these people that's like we need to kick off someone who clearly did a good job this year, with the exception of Bradley Cooper um, and best actor, because I mean, <laughs> they didn't even nominate Bradley Cooper for his best role this year, which is asinine. Yeah. Fucking raccoon was his best role. He had more heart. Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. His yeah. cameo in Dungeons and Dragons is hilarious. It's so great. Yeah, but he got nominated for Maestro, which is yeah. so dumb. I think I I don't know. I 
I'm not a big fan anymore of the try hard acting nominations. And I think that Maestro is the ultimate try hard act I've seen it, in a long it is. time. Yeah, after so, watching that movie Maestro for the first time, I, <laughs> I said like out loud, out <clears> like, dude, this dude tried really hard to make this movie and it shows like he just is going. It's it's not in that first half. Yeah. Mainly the first half of the movie when he's young, that's when it's feels like he's trying. It felt a little more natural in that second half, I will it's, admit. It's one of those things where I'm not going to sit here and say he doesn't deserve it. I'm going to say he's one of the ones that I would bump off. Like, put Andrew Scott in there. Yeah. Yeah, that's my biggest. That's my biggest. In there. I mean, it, hell, even I think, I mean, I'm glad De Niro got nominated because he <laughs> is literally a like the most evil piece of shit in the world and going from like dirty grandpa and all these terrible movies he's doing to be like, just be like, Oh yeah. Anytime he wants to, he can just call up Scorsese and be like, Hey, do you want me to do one of my top 10 acting performances ever? (laughs) at like 80 Mm -hmm. something is incredible to me. But like Leo, Leo was great too. Yeah. He played. He he was good. Definitely better than Bradley Cooper. But yeah, I'm with, with you about Andrew Scott. Yeah. I'm just happy that the color purple didn't get nominated. Oh my god, I hated that song. movie. Huh? I think song and costume, buddy. But not picture yeah. or any of the real oh, no, no, no. not the any Did of the real supporting? ones. Huh? Did it get a supporting nomination? Like yeah. a supporting oh, actor supporting. Nomination? But like the, the actor, yeah, actress, the screenplay picture. Yeah, those are the only ones that really Yeah. Chelsea, what do you what yeah, do you yeah, think? Are are you pissed that Saltburn didn't get shit? Yeah. I mean, I would like Saltburn to get nominations, but I don't think we actually really thought it was. I mean, maybe like cinematography kind of thing, production design, production, yeah. But I, I don't know. I didn't think it was. Yeah, I don't know. It's a vibe. Make that movie now, Chelsea. No, no, no. I just lowered my expectations. She, she just the, knows what the like, Oscar voters yeah. vote for, and it ain't that. Boring shit. Yeah. I think this is yeah. a very boring year, but it's also coming off of last year when all the fucking fun stuff won. Uh like the whale and everything everywhere all at once. And oh yeah, the, the whale. When I think of fun, I definitely think of the whale. <laughs> oh yeah. hey man, that's one of Brian's favorites. Dude, the I first know, two I minutes know. of that movie is Brendan Fraser jerking off to gay porn. Instant no, love. I, no, I know it's fun. I know it was fun to see like Brendan Fraser win and everything. I, I thought you were talking about like the 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 movie topics where you were like, you know what? Last year was so fun with the whale. It's like this year. Oh yeah, we'll we'll top that. This year we have the zone of interest. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Really, have we you really all seen that fun. yet? I've definitely what? seen. Yes. I haven't multiple seen it times. Yet. I want to see it really. You've seen it multiple times. Yeah. yeah Preston, I heard. like Holocaust movies. I'm just. The I'm only, the only award I would have given that something for is sound. Yeah. Oh God. Sorry, and you haven't seen it, it, Chelsea. No, I haven't seen it. Dan hasn't seen it. No. Oh my! Y'all got to see it. Well, it's not. Okay. It's not, it's only. Well, we don't. We don't. We don't get little neatly packed neon yeah. release books for Christmas. Oh well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta sign you up. I did buy tickets for the Dune Two IMAX thing in Austin, though. 
Going to oh, good deal. Good deal. Yeah, the zone zone of interest. Uh, I, I don't understand. So there were two movies that surprised me in Best Picture category for nominations for the Oscars. Yeah. And they're both foreign films that are nominated for foreign film and Best Picture. How is this possible? I wasn't too surprised about Anatomy of a Fall. I thought that one was going to yeah. get in there. Yeah. But like for both, ca- but like how can somebody be not something be nominated for foreign film and best picture? I feel like you're just giving away because, like a spot to like air yeah. or something. Well, isn't, but isn't it uh, the country submits their foreign film. So it's on a list of foreign films and then they vote on that. But best picture is just the people in the industry all chiming in together. So that just means like- they like it that much. Yeah, there's like 10 this year, right? 10? Uh-huh. Yeah, it's usually yeah. 9 or 10. Uh, yeah, I just thought that was weird. I was like, oh, man. It's like, even John... Can you imagine if John Wick Chapter 4 got nominated for Best Picture this year instead of, like, Zone of Interest? I mean, I, I would go streaking down Dallas. I, I would. Just, all I the way to the airport. I don't think it's as good as this. I just... When Mad Max Fury Road happened, I was like, oh, the Oscars get they get it. They respect action. They respect good storytelling and stunts and all this sort of stuff. And I thought it was going to start like a thing where once a year, you would one of the top 10 movies that gets nominated would be one of these technical masterpieces. That's not the Holocaust movie. That's not the, the, the two gay lovers who are dealing with loss. Like, you know, the things that you call quote unquote Oscar bait. Um, I thought that they were going to start getting a few more in there. And I'm just still shocked that I don't think that movie's I don't think any of the four have been nominated for anything other than like sound, maybe for like the second one is just crazy to me. I feel like the the whole the whole peer situation takes themselves way too seriously and they want to get something like Fellini and Godard style. But they, they don't really love like John Wick four is so good. What do you guys think there's anything that's going to beat Oppenheimer? For best I mean, picture. Oppenheimer is the one to beat. I, um, I again, it's I hope be Barbie, Oppenheimer, poor yeah. things. I mean, I don't think poor things will win. I would love it if it did, but yeah. I feel like Oppenheimer could win every category and then Barbie takes best picture. No chance. No, you don't. You never don't say don't say no. Not a chance. That could happen. No, I, only reason I'm saying no chance is because for her to not get a director and they do that ranked choice voting means that there weren't enough people to give Greta Gerwig director. She didn't even get nominated for Little Women. No, I know. I'm just saying like, like the, way they, the way Oscars, like the mathematics, it's yeah. almost like politics as far as when you're looking at, oh, the county has this and we give this many delegates, all that sort of garbage. It's it's like that with the ranked choice voting. And when she wasn't in director, I was like, okay. So people were like, all right, Barbie was fun. Yeah. And it deserves something, but it's not, I don't think it's a threat. I think it's just I think Oppenheimer's gonna run away with everything except for I kinda hope Ruffalo gets supporting actor. Me too. I do too. I don't think I, I don't think Robert Downey Jr. not playing Tony Stark for 28 minutes is better than what Ruffalo did. Ruffalo made that movie, man. Mm-hmm. He's so good and, in that. And it wouldn't shock me if Emma Stone won actress. Well, she's won it yeah. before, she yeah. She won it on everything else this year yeah yeah i mean i know lily gladstone's a favorite but it would not shock me if emma stone won because just looking at emma stone in that movie and thinking about things that she did i'm like yeah give her a trophy sag will determine 
the, yeah. the her traction. Is anybody I, upset Megan didn't get into the nominations? No, but I'm really excited that Godzilla got nominated. That was cool. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Do you think it has a chance to win? For visual effects? Uh-huh. I didn't see the creator. I did see the creator. Creator's really good visually. I mean, it's pretty yeah. awesome how they did that movie. I was going to say, I liked the creator. It was, you know, the story has been done, but as Dan said, visually, it was beautiful. But I, I don't know, Godzilla, it, it has a chance. But then again, Guardians 3 made me cry with a talking raccoon. So, I mean, is that is there Bradley a Cooper's better? best role of the year? Is there a better? It's better character? when you can't see his face. <laughs> <laughs> Which is crazy because Bradley Cooper's a very handsome man. Well, either either way, I'm just glad they got rid of the what was it? The blockbuster or the fan vote for moment of the year. Remember when all the oh, yeah. clips won that one year? <laughs> I forgot about that. Flash enters the Speed Force, got a honorary Oscar voted on by the fans, and and all the Zack Snyder people online were like, "Justice League won an Oscar." <laughs> That's so great. They Justice should Snyder. have Zack Snyder come out and present like Best Director at the Oscars. How amazing would that be? I I would laugh. So he should be the honorary. He should be. I hate the Razzies, but he should just be the person who does the Razzies every year. But what? he can't laugh at he can't laugh at himself. No, he cannot. <laughs> which is sad. Which a lot of people in Hollywood can't laugh at themselves. There's some people that can, but a lot of people can't, can. which yeah. is upsetting. Uh, yeah, Oscars. I'm sure we'll talk about that when the show comes around soon. But let's get to let's get to Joe's apartment. We asked a question to the internet. Um, about Joe's apartment. Joe's apartment being the MTV movie that starred a bunch of roaches and Jerry O'Connell. Um, is Joe's apartment a horror movie or a straight up comedy? And what I mean by that is that uh, this comedy from the nineties, do you think it's a horror film because of those uh, people with phobias of insects, bugs, or roaches kind of like arachnophobia is kind of like a com comedic movie. It's a comedy movie. Um, with its dialogue and characters and even music at, at points, but so many people were scared of arachnophobia because of the spider aspect. Do you, what do you think? So Preston, do you think that Joe's apartment could be a horror movie? Uh, I, I personally don't think so, but it, that just kind of comes down to the person's fear of bugs and everything. I know Roger Ebert said he hated this movie primarily because it had 5,000 roaches that they used in the film so there are plenty of moments that are absolutely disgusting but i think they're more disgusting than they are horrific um, okay so i i would say no but there are some people like my wife who can see an image of any roach and just run the other direction so i think there's a possibility but so anybody can make an argument and it would be valid all right, Chelsea, what do you think? I think it comes down to tone. The tone of this is just silly and 90s grungy, whatever. So, no, I think it's a, I don't think it's a horror movie. I think it's a comedy. Comedy. Okay, comedy, comedy, not horror. Dan, the law. What's up? Com comedy. That is my final ruling. <laughs> comedy. 
it doesn't lean into any of the horror things. Like you're not supposed to be scared of the roaches. They're they're a secondary like comedic character. You're supposed to like them and find them lovable. So I lean comedy and I hate, I'm terrified of spiders. Terrified. Like Same. My, my wife kills spiders in my house for me. Like no matter how big it is, I have my children or my wife kill them for me. Like I'm really, I love like, spiders. I, I love spiders. Killed. I keep them sense. alive. I Stop spider it. bros. You know, the feeling where, when you're, if, I'm also terrified of heights, but you know, the feeling when like, your your butt just gets puckered and you start to have like sweats yeah like that's how i feel if i see like a like a spider anything bigger than like a thumbnail can i, I tell immediately you i'm like sweaty i saw I-, I saw a tarantula once and i almost fainted well you live in austin where there's it's tarantula world there I'm just saying, super fear. So I, I have Dan's you? mailing address. I'm going to give it out on this podcast so you know where to send your spiders. <laughs> you think I ever would open anything from Brian? Just non-sploitation and porn? <laughs> Kelsey, it's tell us your spider story. It's non-sploitation porn. Um, no, I was going to say, I'm also terrified of spiders and the my worst spider story is that i was at the dentist and you know that light that they put really close to your face there was a spider in it cool and i had and i had things in my mouth so i'm going and they're like what and i go it's a spider (laughs) and they said in like 20 years they've never seen that so 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 anyway that's why it's a comedy because i don't think it's trying to make you scared of bugs Okay. All right. Uh, I'll ask this question to Reddit and the internet. And uh, the rogue toad said, calling Joe's apartment a horror film is quite the stretch. But then again, calling it a comedy is also a stretch. And a lot of people enjoyed that. Thank you, the rogue toad. Um, Spine grinder 666. I like you. Someone having a phobia doesn't make a film changed genres. Joe's apartment is a comedy, whether or not the person watching it likes bugs. That, um, that same user also has reviewed most of Brian's non-sploitation films. Spine <laughs> Grinder six six six. Is that is that your is that your throwaway throwaway account on Reddit? Who's me? Yours? Yeah. No, no, I just have one account on Reddit. Um. My account was banned seven said it's in no way a horror movie in the slightest, but now I'm going to have funky towels stuck in my head for a month. So fuck you very much. OP funky towel. The towels got the funk. And then everybody's like, now I got that song in my head. Um, but yeah, that's uh, I'm just reading some of them. But uh, yeah, I, I, I think if somebody has a phobia of roaches severely, I can feel like this this movie might give them nightmares because there's a lot of instances in the movies where roaches are crawling under things or falling from the ceilings onto you and all sorts of stuff. So I can get it, but no, no, it's a comedy. It's a comedy. Um, So this movie, Joe's apartment is um, unbelievable. (laughs) It's caught in a time. Okay. So MTV, as you know, is at, 80s and 90s was the quintessential the place where you go watch music videos and it was only a matter of time before they got into television uh reality tv and of course feature films and what better way to go into the feature film genre than to do joe's apartment 
uh, with music. It's a musical film. Uh, it's a comedy and it's gross and it's very it's rock and roll. Even the 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 title Sex Bugs Rock and Roll is crazy. Uh, it was directed and written by John Payson, who really hasn't done much since then. Um, it had a budget of 13 million dollars in 1996, which is MTV was throwing money at this and it only made like a fraction of that it made like 4 million in theaters. It came out in the middle of the summer of 1996, July 26, and it is 80 minutes long. Uh, and that's even with end credits. So it is a very short, quick film. It has a good cast, including Jerry O'Connell, Megan Ward, uh, Robert Vaughn, Don Ho, and then, of course, cameos like Bam Bam Bigelow and Moby and uh, the cockroach voices, which there's a ton of them. However, you would never know it, which we would we will get into. But first, let's talk about when we first saw this movie. I saw this in the theater. It was big into MTV. It was 14, 15 at the time. I was excited. <laughs> And uh, went to see Joe's apartment. And I was like, oh, man, that's the guy from Stand By Me. Okay, uh, let's see what he's doing now. And I went into it and I was like, man, this is fun. This is funny. I liked it. I like the music in it. And I just kind of like the evil dead camera work, like the very Sam Raimi-ish camera work. And it was so silly at the time. And I, I liked it. And I hadn't seen it in a while until recently. And it just brought back, I think it's better than it was before. Um, Chelsea, when did you first see this movie? Uh, last week. Last week. Had you heard about this movie before this show? Yeah, most most definitely. I've seen clips from this movie before. Um, but I'm most familiar with this as walking into Blockbuster and just seeing like the actual like sleeve cover on it and being like oh that looks weird and it is very weird and it's interesting because a lot of films today that we love seeing film festivals or big movies they all start from short films and this joe's apartment started as a commercial on mtv which was awesome and then they made a feature film about it um which we'll get into later dan when did you first see this movie was this at the height of your um projectionist days no i was i was too young in 96 um i think i rented this because like chelsea said i remember it being very prominent in blockbuster um and obviously i was big into mtv and watching everything because mtv was like the coolest thing in the world so i'm sure i saw the advertisements for it but i i did not see it in the theater so i know i rented it and then i maybe i've seen clips here and there and so i hadn't really seen it probably for like 20 plus years until two or three nights ago oh my oh my and preston what about you uh i saw it on vhs after a couple of friends had brought it up as one of their favorites at the time my probably my biggest tie to this film or i guess relationship with it is it was on its trailer was on one of the vhs's vhs tapes that i watch the most uh, i can't remember which one in particular but I, rem I remember the trailer more than anything and i watched it maybe once uh when i was young and then watched it for the first time in 25 years or so um uh the other day yeah it's excellent so <clears throat> judging by your faces and what you've said to me 
<clears throat> off the podcast. Um, I feel like you're not going to that you don't like this movie. And I'm here to tell you that you're very wrong and that this movie is excellent. This is like a four or four and a half star movie. And I'm going to tell you why. After you all like, I feel like you're no, going to hate on just it. Tell me. No, no, no. no. I'm going to let you all, you know, give me the hate. And uh, I'm going to tell you why why you're all wrong about this movie. I think this is a very misunderstood movie. And I think there's so much more going on here than there is. So I guess let's start with Chelsea. Chelsea, do you love this movie? Do you hate this movie? Because I mean, it is cussing, singing, dancing, surfing cockroaches who love this human guy who's just as dirty as he is. And I think if you kind of, if you watch this movie, you see a ton of elements that are very similar to batteries not included. But instead of little robots, it's little roaches. Um, and there's a, there's a lot there. And I think this movie's good. But Chelsea, well, what, did, what did you see in this movie? I, I didn't hate this. Oh, you didn't? Put, no, no. Okay, so I didn't hate it. I, I laughed a lot. I wish I were high for most of it. I think it would be a lot funnier if I were high. Um, but I, I mean, I like the, the roaches are like the little men in black guys. That's they're like good fellas, roaches. <laughs> they're good fellas. <laughs> they are, they are though. They have, they they have like the they accents. Yeah. Um, I, I, I didn't hate it. My favorite my favorite was, is when there's the band and he's playing the little potato chip. Yeah. yeah. It's genius. It's genius. I think like the, the even the first part of the movie, when Joe gets to New York, he's a new fresh college kid. He gets out of New York. He calls his mom. And as soon as he's like, I'm in New York, he gets robbed at gunpoint three times and then punched in the face. And it's just, it, oh my God, this is like classic comedy gold right here. Um <laughs> Dan, you're shaking your head. Did you understand this movie? Dan wanted to Dan wanted to fumigate and kill himself. So my my favorite part about this movie was that it was less than 80 minutes long. It's just not good. I I get it was their first production. I didn't have that much fun with it. I didn't enjoy it that much. I get there's little like clippable things, but then I read back on the history of it and I was like. This is like how ABC turned the Geico Caveman commercials into a TV show that sucked and no one watched and everyone hated. I feel like this was a fun little commercial that everyone was excited about and was like, oh, that's fun. Okay. And MTV was like, well, we got $13 million to blow and then blew this out for 80 minutes. And I, I just, I, I shrug at all of it. And I'm just really glad it was less than an hour and a half. But you liked Oppenheimer for three hours. No, yo. You know why? Because they would survive a nuclear blast. Okay. <laughs> My favorite line in this whole movie is someday the great H-bomb will drop and we will have the whole planet to ourselves. Yeah. Do you? I, I, when that happened again, I was like, oh my God, Oppenheimer. Let's, let, let's do this, right? So we're going to start connecting all these movies to Oppenheimer now? <laughs> no, is it gonna be, it'd be John Wick and John Wick oh man it's just it 
I, that is a great line. But no, I, but you say like you like it like 80 minutes and you didn't like it, but Oppenheimer yeah. for three hours. Well, you're you're just asking I, you're asking for my subjective opinion. Okay, yeah, I am. <laughs> and I was just I'm I I'm sorry it didn't it didn't work for me. Like it didn't work that well for me. Like I get I had a couple chuckles here and there, but overall I was just like, oh geez, is this like even at 80 minutes? I was like, is this thing almost over? Wow. Would you rate it on Letterbox, Brian? Would you say this is a four or four four and a half? I haven't rated it yet, so okay. you gave it five stars. I I gave it two and a half. Oh, you gave it two and a half. Okay, all right. This it's very interesting. Um, I gave it one. You gave it one. Uh, Preston, Preston. Now, now I want to know if you like this movie or did not like this movie. Did my intro not give it away? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel. I mean, like I don't know if I. It seemed like Chelsea didn't like this movie, but she says she liked it. Dan didn't understand I, the film. I mean, I didn't. I didn't oh. hate it, but it's not the best. Th it's no Oppenheimer. Yeah. <laughs> Preston? I don't know, man. I feel like so defeated that I have no gas to really talk about this movie. I um, I watched it a couple of days ago, and it just feels like it just vanished real quickly. Um, mainly because I took in a lot more, a lot of content after, but that I. I get what it's going for, and I think there's a lot to admire. So I gave it um, one and a half stars out of five on Letterbox, and uh, the the reason why I I give it something is because it it does have some things to say about gentrification and class struggles and like w what it's like for somebody who gets out of college and like what the reality of that is. Um, so it has those things to say, but all that is like very deeply buried in like a bunch of uh, nonsense uh, that does not appeal to me whatsoever. Um, so I, for, for example, for characters that are annoying to me, like I don't, I don't care about these roaches. Um, I find them annoying. They're about as, uh, but even like the aliens in Mars attack going act, act that movie has walks this tonal line for me that uh, accomplishes something while being very silly and ridiculous and just, uh, but really having something to say. And I don't think that this one, like it's just very thin for me for what what it says about gentrification and everything. I know it's like a big part of the plot that, you know, you got your typical ev evil property developer type that's coming in this like tired story thing. And then um, the like the, you know, complaint line and then like everybody. So the, the bottom line, like the the what you're supposed to take away from this is that uh, New York or specifically East Village is just one large cesspool. And that's it. Um, and I just, uh, I, I just find it a, a very annoying movie. I, I would kind of <laughs> chuckle here and there, particularly that part that you brought up, Brian. And there's a few little cute moments that uh, <clears throat> Chelsea was talking about with the potato chip and things like that. Like, I, there, there's a lot to admire with like what they accomplish uh, animation wise. Like, I know it took a lot of time for them to do some of this. They uh, like, used. Um, 
they use the same CG engine, like the same visual effects engine that they did in Jurassic Park and Terminator 2 in yeah. Joe's apartment. Yeah. Uh, blue blue sky animation. Yeah. This was the, like first thing that they did before Ice Age and all that. Um, so, yeah, there's a there's a lot to admire there. So that's where I kind of give uh, it some points. But it, it it was really it was a chore for me to get through this. Like I I like what Dan was saying, like there's some clippable moments in here, but I just didn't. I didn't really like it very much at all. Wow, um, that's so, crazy. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm here to tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> it, it is it's what it is. It's uh I mean, there's okay, so this movie came out in 1996, MTV, a very big wide release in movie theaters. And I guarantee you, if this movie came out within the last couple of years, or last even eight years on Adult Swim. If Adult Swim released this movie on their network, on Cartoon Network, and nobody really knew about it, this movie would go viral. This movie would be talked about for weeks on end. And it has very similar elements to Rick and Morty, which everybody loves Rick and Morty. Dude, there is a scene- just watch Rick and Morty, man. Yeah, but you could watch, this is like even, I think way, like Rick and Morty was inspired by this movie because there's there's a scene where the roaches have their own like TV network with television channels watching cockroach porn. But I think you're making our point by saying if this was released late night on Cartoon Network, it would go viral, which means that little clips of it and people would talk about it. People would watch it all. But I I 100% agree with you, Uh, 100% that it would go viral and people would talk about it, just like the Too Many Cooks thing did for uh, Adult Swim and that sort of stuff. But nobody's sitting there being like, this is really good. They're just having fun with the clips. Right, you're having fun, but I think as a whole, like what Preston was, the what? I said, this is cinema. This is cinema. This was what Martin Scorsese would say. This is cinema. (laughs) What Preston was saying, yes, you have like the senator and like the gentrification. And like at the beginning of the movie, it's like everybody hates New York. It's gross. People are mugging you. People are dying. People are pushing old ladies down the stairs in a brutal way. But then she just gets up and brushes it off and then just dies of a heart attack, throws the keys, and he's a, immediately inherits this building. <laughs> so I think. So would you like the movie better? So some of the, the voices of the roaches are like Bam Bam Bigelow, Dave Chappelle, B.D. Wong. Um, and if, you wouldn't know. It'd be like Alvin and the Chipmunks. Right. So, yeah, the roaches actor. have like an Alvin and the Chipmunks type of voice. If they used their real voices for these jokes, do you think it would have played better? If the jokes were funny. <laughs> so I, th- I think the jokes are super hilarious. Uh, just like the one. Like, okay, so uh, when I feel the, like I'm in debate class right now, <laughs> but like there's some great jokes like there, like when Joe comes into the apartment, all the roaches are talking to themselves. And one of the roaches, one of the cool things they do in the movies, like one of the very creative things is that the roaches are hiding under everything. So instead of like showing how gross the roaches are, maybe how dumb the CG would be like the objects in the house are talking very much like Evil Dead 2 and one of the roaches says, like, what's up his butt? And it's under, like, a Preparation H 
like tube and like that's comedy gold and like it's on screen for like a second but he's just it's just doing this and like the roaches like when joe is trying to like talk to a girl the roach like oh he's dying out there um and then like they introduce cousin tiny from texas and you get a cowboy roach it's insanely great see you're all laughing and i'm telling you there's more to this movie it's what what? so yeah you're passionate like how passionate you are that you think this is a great movie (laughs) do you think how old were you when you saw this so the first time i saw this i was 15 do you think do you think any of the nostalgia is clouding how you feel about this no, because I, I literally watched it the other night on this Blu-ray and I was dying like the that's why I wish there wasn't like the Alvin and Chipmunk voices because like some of like I had subtitles on watching this and mm-hmm. some of the roaches that were talking like when Joe got a package in the mail one of the roaches in the background says did my sex toy arrive and I'm just like dying like this is so good yeah. that I, I want all of this to happen and then like some of the tv shows that were depicted in the movie that the roaches were doing is like they had like alt life with charlie roach and they had like a bird and a squirrel and a rat talking like this i'm telling you this movie is operating on a level that we see now back then in 96 no it's not it's very art it's very art housey it's very it's it's like made for TV movie. It's like there's there's a reason why MTV made this. This is something you're talking about. It would like go viral on Adult Swim late at night. This is something that MTV would put on next to like a dating show at 2 a.m. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you're everything that you're so passionate about, I feel like is making my point that this was a commercial that they just had $13 million to blow because you know, it would be really funny if we all liked the Joe's apartment commercials on MTV. And then for one 30 second spot, the roaches introduced their cousin from Texas. And now we all got to laugh real quick and be like, Oh, now there's a cowboy roach. That's pretty funny. And that played yeah. for a few weeks. And then the next week they were getting a package and there was a sex toy joke. And we were like, Oh, that's a yeah. new wrinkle on it. Ha ha ha. But they yeah. like to glue it all together and call it a film did not work for me yeah. but the pieces definitely made me laugh but yeah i'm i'm with uh, i'm with dan on this one uh i think you talking about it you reciting these quotes is funnier to me than it was watching that part in the movie right. because you find it so funny and everything but when i'm watching it i was so exhausted by how dumb it was that i didn't care it could say it could say that and i wouldn't it wouldn't produce a spark with me at all if i saw it in a movie like hot shots that maintains like a ridiculous stupid tone throughout i can laugh at it the same way that i laugh at like naked gun or the the police uh show but or that's whatever this movie too not really it has some of those elements like like he's saying and if they had done little shorts here and there to like build a uh, a curiosity to kind of see where they are, but it's like there's so much padding in this that I don't care about. Weird. I don't. I don't know. I just thought that 
the sweetness and charm of the story is this guy whose like outlook on life is so great. He is like a college grad. He's like, I'm going to take the world by the horns and then immediately is like checked. And then he falls in love with the girl and the romance for a movie is well yeah so chelsea's shaking her finger she's shaking her finger she, she's, she's waving her hand okay what what she moved to new york without a job how is that sweet that's fucking dumb <laughs> <laughs> like now now you've gotten us angry that now we're gonna start poking holes in the plot of the talking roach movie <laughs> as who, yeah as someone who used to live in in new york it's it's this is just like a a bad dream of it. where dreams are made of yeah it's a bad dream of it and i i'm sorry but how is it sweet that he's on the bus and he's like oh i see the i see a girl doing the she's good at gardening i, I she's got a she's got a 90s uh meg ryan haircut and she's got the sundress and you know life's perfect i mean it's sweet that he like pursues her and he's super nice with her and like he's super nice to the cockroaches like he goes around the town picking up feces for them like not for them for her for her too yes that's saying he does a lot in this movie which is interesting i mean it's a it's a it's an odd romance but we've seen otter like look at poor things that's a very odd romantic movie Different Mm-mm. leagues, man. That. Not even Don't the same fucking sport. Brian, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you're sitting here just being like, you know what? I really want a Geico Gecko movie. But I just really want it all to be crammed together in 80 minutes long. Well, it's like, it's like Pixar, you know, like Pixar does stuff yeah. like this. I was going to say, are you a really big fan of like pixels and like minions and stuff like that? I mean, there's so many great jokes here that I think it's just like there's they fly by so fast. Like so when the love interest comes over to the apartment to to be with Joe and all the roaches are like really excited about this and she sits down on the couch and she sits down on roaches. One of the roaches yells, she's massive. And it's just a great line before they start to kiss and all the roaches start falling down uh god and then you hear a roach yell in the background i'm gonna bop you till your ears bleed and it's just uh it's i i think this movie was way ahead of its time and again if you've ever seen batteries not included this that movie in joe's apartment's very similar in story it's like people living in a building getting condemned building it the roaches try to save it the robots try to save it there's a romance that buddies up I don't know. Do you know what? why? Do you know why that scene worked when she sat down and said, oh, it's massive. And then there was a joke is because what should have happened right after that joke landed. And we all kind of giggled. And she said, now back to your regularly scheduled programming. And we watched <laughs> an episode of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. Oh, Jerk no, man. I I don't know. I think there is more to this movie than meets the eye. Can I, I think there's... I I know we're being mean to you, but can I can I give you a compliment right now? Sure. I think you're funnier than this whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I find this movie funny then? No, you're you are this podcast is funnier so far than the entire movie. I've laughed more in this pod. <laughs> than, 
than the movie. So let, let's talk about, I mean, some. So, so we talked about like some jokes that haven't aged well a couple episodes ago with me, myself and Irene. Are there any jokes in this movie that haven't aged well? I mean, the pizza place he works for is called Retardo's Pizza. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. It's hilarious. Um, Did y'all recognize some of the cameos in here? You got Uncle Pussy from Sopranos coming in, being the building inspector. You have I'm a Lebowski, you're a Lebowski coming in as the the urinal cake uh, conglomerate, which is excellent. Um, And this was right around the same time as Lebowski. A couple years later, but P.I. and Sons. Yeah, it's like P.I.S. It's something like that. It's something good. Uh, I this movie, I think even it's filming, I think the 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 director like didn't you get elements or visions of like Sam Raimi in Evil Dead filming this with all of these great like first person wrote shots or anything like that sure okay no nobody liked this i'm just saying like there's like better shots in this movie than i think than there are in a lot of movies that came out this oppenheimer (laughs) not oppenheimer (laughs) if oppenheimer had the first person view of the bomb then we're we're really into something like michael bay do you think oppenheimer would have been better if it was told from the roach perspective brian I'm hey, Keith Richards, Better Call Saul, and the Roaches from Joe's apartment are going to be around forever. There's a reason why people are still talking about this movie all these years later, even if it's so dumb. I think this is like a thing that's huh? It's us. I was. It is not. Guarantee we're ahead of the time on this podcast. As time after time has shown, when we do a show, news breaks out that something's happening with what we're talking about. I guarantee you something's going to happen with Joe's apartment. They might remake it. Jerry O'Connell might come on to talk about it. I don't know. I'm just saying. I I will say Jerry O'Connell is is very fun in this movie. And he his, is. His crazy energy is like to see it there at this age when he's um, you know, I, I really enjoyed because he is, he goes on a couple podcasts that I like. He's a big sports guy and he is very funny and very weird and has all this energy, but he seems like, like the most lovable guy in the world. And and he brings it in this movie. Well, I think in the, the, the same year, 1996, Jerry Maguire happened and he was in that. And that was a very big thing for him. And it's got to think like, do you think Tom Cruise watched Joe's apartment? And was like, get him in the movie. I think not if it came out the same year. Probably already had him in it. Tom Cruise probably got to see the movie. He gets to see everything. Tom he Cruise. probably did, and re- and and uh, was like, oh shit, buddy. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna move on with my life. I'm gonna continue doing some good stuff, and you I'm go gonna... do Kangaroo Jack, and oh yeah, I he did do Piranha 3D though. Right, that's true. Uh, so Chelsea, would you watch this again? I'd watch it with you. No. Yeah, I was just gonna say I would watch it if we were if we were drinking and imbibing things. I agree. We're not we're not watching this tonight, Brian. When we're hanging out, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be too busy tonight, Preston. Uh, no, no, this 
it's I mean, even in the back of it where like like the back of the thing, you see like the potato chip, you know, they like this. I mean, and then like he dresses as Rambo. I'm just mm, I think it, it's like an adult swim movie before adult swim was a thing. And I think people if it came out today, I think people would be more lenient to it because everybody <clears throat> hated this. Why do you think? I mean, I guess you already said why, but why do you think this movie has such a low rating? I, I, It's crazy to me. I feel like people would like, this is like a movie that is so weird and so way out there. How did this get made? It's so crazy. It's good. I don't know. That's what I think. I think what holds strong with everything that you're saying is that there was probably one, a few eccentric kids back then <clears throat> who really took to this this movie like loved it as kids and were inspired by some of that comedy that you're describing and went on to make some better shows that are <laughs> can sustain a, a a charm to it like if like a lot of the movies that we've discussed on here like uh, almost heroes for instance has a certain level of ridiculousness throughout it but there's something about it that's like continues to be compelling and fun and all the energy and fun that you're describing. I didn't really have that with this one. I tried. I, I, I watched it and the think like I'm looking through my notes and like, what are the positive moments? And a lot of the positive moments that I wrote down are things that I imagined you laughing at Brian and that they were <laughs> somewhat funny to me because I was just imagining you laughing at them. But I, yeah, I, I'm just going to echo myself of everything I said earlier. So um, but yeah, it, it just, in, in the end, didn't do it for me. And I totally understand why so many people did not rate it very high. Um, but I don't doubt that it inspired some people's, uh, taste in comedy. And like I said, they've gone on to do, uh, better things that I'll watch it, all these things that you're describing, the themes, or the type of jokes I can watch th those types of things in other films or TV shows that <clears throat> can uh, do it better. Okay. Dan. Unfortunately, I am going to disappoint everyone by saying I agree with everything Preston just said. I completely <laughs> get why people didn't like it. And he summed it up way better than I can. Um, All right. Makes sense to me. Makes sense to you. Chelsea, do you like it better after this conversation? No. <laughs> what if it was only Brian and you on here, though? I mean, I I still think there, there are parts of it that's funny, that are funny. It's just it doesn't work as a feature length movie. It might have worked as a, a short. Um. But I mean, it's I. Yeah. So what do you yeah. think about the music in the movie? What do you think about the music? Like the the original songs by the Roaches, or even everything from Green Day to uh, to everything else in the movie that all I'm the posters to... that he has, like they're yes. great. They're great bands. I don't believe he listens to them though. Moby Moby had a song in the movie. He's in the film. He, he's in it. He has hair. Yes. Uh, I just that was a, that was a y'all like the music. I'm yeah. I mean, I liked his little like white zombie hat and his like little rancid posters and stuff. Like yeah, Primus. Yeah. yeah, 
I I was into all that too, but like, I don't know. Fumigate your trying to make you believe it's more interesting than it actually is, or no, that yeah, you like, fumigate your the... apartment, dude. But if no, but I'm talking about like the rent. music, like the like the original songs. How has this yeah. soundtrack never been released? Because the movie sucks, dude. Only you want, <laughs> only you want it released. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, if Mondo releases this, people is gonna sell out. I want the little Nikki record, I'll tell you that. Well, it's got ACDC on it. Yeah, it's got a lot of good bands on it. Incubus. Yeah, it's true. Uh okay. I, I would I would listen to the record of this. I don't know about the original songs, because I don't wanna I think they're fine for like like I was saying earlier, like it's 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 the art that went into crafting those scenes. I can recognize it. I don't it's just not for me. I don't, I don't care for it. Like the funky towel song that we're talking about, like I'd be okay going the rest of my life. Never hearing that again. <laughs> Damn. Cut to the core. Uh, but I love okay. you, Brian. No, I'm, I, not, I'm I really not trying too. to piss all over this, but uh, this was, this was, uh, yeah, this was not a movie for me you know what i was th thinking about this earlier when chelsea was uh talking uh when we when we did high school high you know like the beginning of that movie being so successful and then by the end of it you're not really into it i think a lot of that stuff that it's doing toward the end is like this movie for the most part like it's attempting to do things and like you'll go back and watch some of those clips from high school high but uh it doesn't sustain a good feeling or if you strip away the entire cockroach element does this movie work on its own i, I don't think so I, it would just blend in with everything else to me it works for two minutes like two minute little intervals it doesn't work yeah. as a feature i think it works all the way i think it's part of the journey uh, of the characters like having that perfect happy ending and everybody getting along because it really is Man, How do they have like a Joe versus everybody ending? in the movie, Joe versus the bugs, oh. the, them, they come together, Joe versus the senator, Joe versus the, the henchmen are trying to kick him out, you know, Joe versus the, the art, the artist who constantly fucks with them during the movie, you know, this it's just, Avengers. huh? This is your Avengers. It's like <laughs> Rebel Moon, really. Oh my God. <laughs> you said that just to piss me off. <laughs> no, but like what how why how is there a happy ending? They move into her pet house and all these bugs. I don't know, man. She's about she's about to get her life really ruined. Like <laughs> yeah, that that whole building's gonna be condemned really soon. It's like the ending of 101 Dalmatians, you know? They get all the dogs. Yeah, they get all the dogs. That's it's it's a hundred. It's a ten thousand and one roaches. I think it's a very sweet ending. They fall in love. They're gonna live together. All of his friend, ten thousand friends are gonna come. Uh, the senator has a change of heart and is not gonna put the prison and is gonna leave it a guard. I'm telling what, what I'm gonna say. Warner Brothers is releasing this movie in Blu-ray form with its Warner archive and. It is that this new HD transfer is called from a 4K, uh, a, a 4K transfer of the original camera negative, which mm. think about that for Joe's apartment is mm, chef's kiss. It looks amazing. Work, huh? It's a, a lot of work for nothing. Uh, 
I hey, I disagree, and I hope that the people that were doing this transfer had a ball with this, you know, Waste cleaning it up because it looks pristine. Waste of um, plastic. They, they the, put an intern on it. They're just like, all right, uh, little Joey, watch this and let me know when it's done. You no, know, it looks great. Like I, I was shocked. They put a lot of effort into this. So the bonus features, I don't know if you buy Warner Archive Blu-rays, but the bonus features on this, there are three Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoons. One is from the 30s and it's about roaches. And the other two is just a Bugs Bunny and a Daffy Duck one. And that's the only thing on this. See, they're pointing you to uh, other things that are better. They couldn't uh, get anybody together to talk about it. I don't know. Uh, maybe they just couldn't get, like, they didn't have the money to get Gerald Connell to come back or uh, anybody else. I don't know. I just. Was it the I, money I, to come huh? back? Was it the money to come back or was it the will? I would say Gerald Connell would talk about anything. It would be awesome to talk about this movie and how great it is. So. What is it on Rotten Tomatoes right now? Not low enough. <laughs> I think it's it's 19%. 19%. Do you give it a higher rating than 19%? No. Dan? No. no, I think that's pretty fair. We all said no. But Chelsea, you say no? Mm -mm. I, I no. want to knock my two and a half stars down now. You, like, you said one and a half. <laughs> I no, said I one said, and a half. Okay. So you you still are at one and a half, Chelsea? Two and a half. I was at two and a half. Oh, so you're at two and a half. Damn. All right. Preston, what are you at? One and a half. One and a half. Am I the only and one then, that's and at then four? I might go lower just because talking about it made it work. Why would you give this four stars? There's so much. I, you it's want me to go through the whole thing again? No, no, no. We're making the I camera just, work, the visual hold the effects. Fucking, hold the fucking, hold the fucking phone, dude. Uh -oh. You're so I want to see what other movies you've get given four stars. Okay. I just okay. like what, what's um so like for instance the other day you know I I uh, shared Chelsea shaking her head by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I shared an image of uh, last days and disco. So yeah. that rating system versus how you it just I love last days of disco on Criterion. Disco. I love it. Is it up there? Is it up there? Love that movie. What do what are you what are you seeing? What what's your research telling you, Chelsea? What's your research telling Chelsea? <laughs> uh, what is it? You okay? So you gave the um, you gave Killers of the Flower Moon three stars. Yeah, three stars. Yeah, and you think this is a four four and a half? Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> do. I I uh, I was thinking about Killers of the Flower Moon when you're when we were talking about like how this movie has good clips and then you know a lot of crap that you have to sit through and you're like it's all part of the journey. That's Killers of the Flower Moon, man. There's no need a lot of the same shit over and over. And it's but all part Joe's of apartment accomplishes it in eighty minutes and not three and a half hours. Fair point. Dan, Dan is blacked out right now. <laughs> How do we lay, relate this to John Wick? Uh, John Wick would just exterminate them all. I mean, I'm telling you, those two guys come in and start blasting uh, in the apartment complex. I was anyway. gonna, I was gonna say it'd be funny if if the Continental was shut down and all the assassins <laughs> had to stay in Joe's apartment. 
<laughs> and, and, they were just, and they were just these like crazy talking cockroaches bothering all of them while they're trying to have like serious conversations about murdering people. Maybe somebody would kill Joe's roaches and he has to go on a killing spree. Yeah. I feel I like this about idea. this the way I feel about the Terrifier films. Okay. Um, they're better with like friends. Like it, it's it's more of like a social thing. Yeah, I can see that. You know what? That's a good point. Brian, would, what's, uh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. I was going to say, I would enjoy this movie if all four of us were together and we yeah. had a beverage and we're watching it and we can make yeah. fun of it. I would really enjoy it. But watching it by myself, I was like, fuck, I could be watching, um, I don't know, anything. I was the only one that enjoyed it watching it by myself. I was laughing out loud. You were LOLing? I was LOLing. I was raffle coptering. Preston, you were going to say something. I was going to ask, what what do you think your lowest rated movie on this podcast is outside of Nightmare on Elm Street? My lowest rated one. I'm going to have to go back and look at all like our 50 episodes. Because I think that would tell me what, how to try. Because I, I struggle each episode trying to make sense of your rating system. <laughs> that's why, that's why I said it makes no fucking sense. Because it's like, okay, so like you gave this and you gave this one. Well, I'm I'm judging it on in the movie itself. I'm not comparing it to Goodfellas or anything. Like Goodfellas is a five star movie. Yeah, of but course. you're half a star away, man. Or... Right, but I'm not comparing. I'm just like on the technical merit or the merits of this movie alone and what it is. I'm not judging it based on like the best movie of all time. And I'm going back and I'm trying to figure out. I'm gonna have to go back through what's you gave. Good. You gave Jurassic World Dominion a half a star and said, if the goal of Jurassic World Dominion was to be the worst movie in years, then it was a huge success. Yeah, totally agree. I saw that with Preston. Fucking hated that movie. I got more out of that movie than this one. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Nah, didn't like that movie. That movie, it's a Jurassic Park movie. They bring back everybody, and There's that's what they love. gave us. Huh? There's a lot of bugs in it, though. So okay. there are a lot of bugs in it. Wait, wait, wait. Why do you have so many Barbie? Oh, yeah. I've reviewed a lot of Barbie animated movies, and they're all better than Jurassic World Dominion. Barbie <laughs> and her sisters in the Great Puppy Adventure. He gave that three stars. <laughs> it's great. so good. It's so good. They pay Brian well. Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I I like those movies. They're they are. I still have them. You're welcome. So, I was a Barbie fan before Barbie. It was fun to like Barbie now. What? Yeah, I'm nobody says shit. shit. <laughs> he knows why it's an adapted. I feel like this needs to be like a new like segment where y'all go through my letterbox and like and, and ask why. <laughs> yep. Well, did, didn't I tell <laughs> Weren't we talking one day and I was like, it just should be a podcast and us talking and me telling you, are you telling me why you're right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I just did on this show. Well, that, that's every week. That's every week. <laughs> on this I, podcast. I, what? 
I just, I, you guys are still trying to figure out his rating system. I'm just accepted. Like, yeah. That it makes no sense. Chelsea's still trying to, Chelsea's over there, like, still trying to figure out. I've just been like, you know what? Like, I don't ask questions about gravity. You know what I mean? It's just there. (laughs) (laughs) Stuff falls down, stuff hurts. That's weird. Um, Brian's Brian's own scientific, Brian's rating system needs to be studied by a bunch of It's it's the Kluger code. It's the Kluger code. Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Did we have, we were going to do another segment on here that we talked about. I can't remember what it was now. Oh, no. We're supposed to do a, uh, if we had a real disagreement about something, then we were going to bring it here and I was going to rule on it. Oh, yeah, that's right. Do we have a real disagreement? Is Joe's apartment amazing and ahead of its time? I say yes. I, I am I am biased in this one, so it has to come to me. So 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 it's like the judge, <laughs> the oh, judge yeah, in real I, life. I would have to recuse, like unlike judges in real life, I would recuse myself because I'd be like, "Oh, that that movie's fucking guilty." <laughs> you could just say this movie is deemed shit, like Walter. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Joe's apartment, man. I'm telling you. Good stuff. It is coming out on the WB archive on Blu-ray and it is free on Tubi, right? Yeah. 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 It's still too much money. Get that, get that <laughs> Warner Brothers archive, man. You're going to be excited that you get to see this movie from a 4K print of the film. Oh my oh. god. Which is which is amazing to say. Uh, <laughs> um yeah, we're Fear and Loathing and Cinema Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Joe's apartment. Uh, I'm Brian Kluger. You can find me at all the Roach Motels everywhere. I'm Brian Kluger on social media. You can find me at highdefdigest.com, boomstickcomics.com, my bloody podcast with Preston and Wednesdays, Soundtracks Radio. Dan. Hey. 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 Where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at Joe's apartment on fear and loathing and cinema on instagram or fear and loathing and cinema at gmail.com and you can find me tonight in the comment section of brian and preston's whatnot yes it's gonna be it's gonna be super fun uh chelsea where can they find you they can find me in that comment section tonight I re-downloaded whatnot just to be just to be a menace. Y'all are gonna um, be tipping us to do the most ridiculous things. Yeah. I, you have you're gonna have to show me butt woman. Oh yeah. It's right, it's right down there. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um hell yeah, she is. Hell <laughs> um you can find me under Brian's bed with a knife most days. <laughs> wondering <laughs> wondering why. Um, but you can find me on Twitter as Miss underscore Tenenbaum and Chelsea Nico everywhere else. Nice. All right. Recycled books, man. Where can they find Preston at? You can find me with a funky towel wiping away <laughs> this movie from my memory. Uh, you can find me on DittonRC.com, uh, Ditton Record Chronicle, and FreshFiction.tv. Uh, and you can also find me on Instagram under Blu Ray Dad and everything else as Preston Barta. She's go. massive. Thank you for listening. Bye.